Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual Heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Unmute. Hey, that helps. Hello. Welcome <laughs> to episode 53 of the City of Heroes podcast. Hey, everybody. I, hey, I am Chooch, and this is my lovely wife, Viv. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, we already have a bunch of people in the stream chat. Wow. Timberwolf, Doll, Trauma Train hey, Rich. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome. Hello. <clears throat> me, uh, happy Saturday. Should... Yeah, happy Saturday. It's been a <laughs> whew, it's been a long week, it feels like. And it feels like forever since we did this, since it's, we're only doing it every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It does, but it, I mean, yeah. We're still getting the we're still getting stuff figured out, y'all. You know, right. you get it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So we are here to bring you the news, to bring you some information about what's been happening in the world of City of Heroes and specifically Homecoming, um, since that's where I play. And that's, uh, sorry, I'm messing with audio things. <laughs> and I already yeah. forgot what we said we were going to do. You were, we, we were going to, you were going to do news. I was going to do news. I'm going to do the main topic, which yeah. today is... <laughs> We're going to discuss <clears throat> exactly what is score. What are these different versions? What is I-24? What is I-25? What happened after sunset when these secret servers were running, you know, for a long time? Basically, you know, what, um, what, what were the real changes? And uh, so a lot of us are kind of used to how things are now on home, Homecoming, but there was actually a significant amount of work over like six years. <laughs> Well, why don't you go ahead and read the first thing, because this is something that you had found. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, it was announced last, sometime last week that there's an, um, an unannounced MMORPG based on a Marvel IP, intellectual property, is in the works at D Dimensional Inc., the studio behind DCUO, and it's a subsidiary of Daybreak Game Studio. The game's development will be led by... Jack Emmert, who designed oh, City wow. of Heroes and who currently leads development at DCUO. The project is a long-term one. Don't expect to hear more until 2023 at the soonest. Oh, wow. And this is an article from PC Gamer. Uh, it continues, the news that the game exists came via an investor presentation from Enad Global, uh, the company that owns Daybreak. It's listed as an unannounced MMORPG and it's Marvel IP Mass, uh, a Marvel IP-based, massively multiplayer online game. Uh, Dimensional Inc. is based in Austin, and again, they they run DCUO. Daybreak had other successful um, publishing, such as uh, they. Wait, hold on. Uh, yeah, they are a lot of success as a publisher of MMOs, especially the ones that have sustained an interested audience. Despite never rising to the top of the heap, they're uh, the publisher for Lord of the Rings Online, which, Chooch, 
they're getting a revamp to go along with Amazon's TV series, by the way. Oh, wow. Interesting. So Lotro's getting a revamp now that Amazon's got money in it. <laughs> and uh, DC Universe Online is scheduled to get an upgrade with a graphics upgrade and the largest expansion content to date, and that's scheduled for 2023. I go ahead and I share that because it's City of Heroes, you know, mm -hmm. it's that world. I mean, obviously, Jack Emmert, but like... You know, it's just good to know what's on the horizon. I've also seen a couple of articles asking if uh, City of Heroes, I, I know I saw a forum post, but I've heard other people asking if there's a, pro, like if City of Heroes has caused a, um, a delay in some of the things that we've been waiting for, that we're gonna have that that same world feel and community feel of City of Heroes. All oh, right, the, the spiritual successors. The, uh, exactly, <clears throat> yeah, those were the words I, yeah, yeah, that's what I couldn't think of exactly. <laughs> but I mean, maybe all of this two years, two and a half years of us screaming and yelling for it, maybe. Maybe it's just reminding people that, you know, we're here, we love a good superhero game, you're not gonna make it, we already have it. But you know, good. We, it's nice <laughs> to know they're trying. They, they see us and they hear us, I guess. So that was that. And I did, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and read the next item yeah. too, baby. Um, so like with all the talk of uh, the Aeon Strike Force that was on the beta server, you know, that sent me down a little rabbit hole as far as, all right, so how do I get my stuff over there? And since since I've gone on Brainstorm Beta, I've been trying, like I'm trying to respect my Illusion MVP controller and I can't quite get her tweaked to the numbers I want her at using mids and um, cause it's my first time really, really, really trying. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> while I was doing that, I did find that one of our own streamer friends, the mighty, mighty Taxi has a video on exactly how to test your mids build on HC's uh, brainstorm beta server. Now, again, this is for the homecoming server, but Taxi's got a video up on YouTube and let me drop that into the chat real quick. If I'm, if, assuming i have rights to drop into the chat i never Hopefully. know how chooch has stuff set up let's see um but here's the link to the video of taxis and um it's really clear it's really concise it's like three minutes you get in you get what the info you need you get out um <laughs> oh taxi's in the chat hi taxi and she says oh god <laughs> what's your Found <laughs> found you. <ya. laughs> no, it's really useful though, because like I didn't understand like how the whole mids thing works and she just walks you right through it. Super easy, not a lot of fuss, not a lot of fluff, just, you know, you know how we love our taxi. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, I could try to explain it, but she does it way better. So I'll just leave you guys that link and you can roll <laughs> on out. And I guess since I'm already talking, I'll go ahead and do the patch note. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then and then you can do all the rest of the Nobody talking. Wants I'm to sorry, hear you me. guys. Everybody wants to hear you, baby. Nah. You've got that voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not feeling the greatest. I'm getting over cooties still. So what do y'all think of my slap snap lens? Nice, right? I like it. I look human. <laughs> all right. So these are patch notes from November 30th. Uh, there's not a lot of them, so we'll just get through them quickly. Uh, general topic, uh, Atlas Park is ready for winter. If you were to travel into the city, if you haven't yet, into Paragon City, you would see snow and everything like that in Atlas Park. And then if you want to see it in other zones, you're basically looking at the presence because the winter event is here. 
Um, and the chalet is open for all that goodness, chasing the ugly baby and all of that. <laughs> Sorry, releasing the, the ugly baby. Uh, they fixed a number of graphic issues with higher resolutions uh, for wider screens, I believe. Uh, fixed a number of issues with the AE contact hologram. And then for costume fixes, they uh, the Tech Knight backpacks and possibly other costume pieces as well should now render effects properly. If that's been bugging you, it should be fixed. Badge fixes, Ripple Raider. Um, I think that's in... <laughs> We got a ding. Look out, we got a smooth a raiding party incoming. Oh smooth. Welcome, welcome, smooth and smooth raiders. Holy cow, 19 raiders. Thank you, smooth. Talk about a real one right there. <laughs> okay. Chooch, I will let you watch for chat. And is there anything that you yeah. want to add from the chat from what we've what I already mentioned, the costume bits? Not, no, nobody's talking costumes other than Rich released the ugly baby this morning, you know. Oh, oh well, as long as we have a, a, a bowel movement update on our, on our, on our little villain there, that's, that's, whew, that's, that's part of our life, you guys. <laughs> uh, for everybody coming in uh, from Smooth's Raid, this is the City of Heroes podcast. I'm Chooch, this is Viv, and we're Hi. reading up uh, news about our relief, I mean, uh, sorry, the patch notes. And uh, main topic today is going to be talking about what happened between City of Heroes Sunset and the score server appearing. Thanks for joining. <clears throat> we return you to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> well, I'm vibing on the fact that I can hear the music this week. Yay. Love it. <laughs> so badges uh, for the Aeon Strike Force Ripple Raider badge. It no longer requires no player deaths. All you have to do is defeat all the AVs in the Golden Roller mission of the Aeon Strike Force and the, and the badge should drop. Uh, power Overwhelming should now always detect when Ripple Surge is under the effect of a Death Puddle buff. <laughs> death Puddle buff. Uh, Master of Dr. Aeon Strike Force, badge hints should no longer be randomly pulled from other badges. <laughs> Because that would be <laughs> not very helpful. Yeah, a little confusing. <laughs> Yay, fix. <laughs> for the cutoff badge, it properly awards again for completing a flashback arc with a max level between 40 and 49 with no epic powers used. For marginalized, it should properly award again for completing a flashback arc with a max level of 50 with no epic powers. So I guess it's time to get back to Orboros and get the rest of the badges. <laughs> <laughs> All flashback challenge badges are temporary. They temporarily made the badges award on all arcs, regardless of merit payout amount. Mm -hmm. This change is due to many arcs, including all incarnate arcs and SSAs, not giving any merit rewards by default, instead, putting them behind a reward choice, which doesn't trigger the badge. That would suck. <laughs> Dory arc merit reward payouts will be revised in January once we're back from the holiday break. And limitation will be put back in to exclude non-combat and personal story arcs. So it really seems like now's the time, you guys, to go get those Ouroboros badges that you've been putting <laughs> off. Because it's a little looser right now. For emotes, there are nine different donut e eating emotes added. It's a, <laughs> I think Chooch notes it's a missed opportunity to make an, make it a dozen. Right, a baker's <laughs> Why dozen. Why not a dozen? Hmm. <laughs> the original EM donut emote remains unchanged for posterity. 
and the drenched donuts emotes, including coffee, require an exploration badge to use. Can you guess which one? Are you asking us, Chooch? That was it, literally in the patch notes. Okay. And I my first like, thought was there's the big giant donut badge, but drenched donuts. So, yeah, I'm I not don't quite know. sure if there's something more appropriate to a a dunking. Right. <laughs> if anyone knows, holler at y'all because I don't. I don't know off the top of my head. I thought you should know the answer. Can guess which one? <laughs> Taxi, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to ask you to exit the donut. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Dahl says that is the drenched donut shop. Ah. I never looked at the name of the shop. I just lie through the hole. (laughs) (laughs) Same Z's. And then uh, they also added some coffees, a hot dog emote. Sorry, Rich, no corn dog yet. Hamburger and a sando. Right on. <laughs> Game time with Kyle. Nine donut emotes. What a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> and we just got intertubes. And, and, <laughs> inner tubes. <laughs> yes, inner tubes. <laughs> or let's see, for powers. Sorry, for bugs fixes for powers. Uh, let's see, doppelgangers should now properly use seismic blast powers. Doppelgangers should now properly use stone melee and stone armor when they play as a stalker. Removed repetitive combat spam that made references to granite when using geode. Fixed bugs where seismic shockwaves would trigger, would not trigger while exemplared. Oh, that would be really disappointing. Um, Let's see, significantly toned down the ongoing sound effects for seismic shockwaves. Yay. Fix the color. Yeah, fix the color palette for the seismic blast. Uh, dag, uh, stalag, stalagmite lava theme. Sorry, you guys. Words are hard today. <laughs> amplifiers, amplifiers should now work on Keldians while they are shape shifted. Oh man, yeah, that's mm, important. Those are expensive. Experience boosters moved to temp powers buffs. Experience boosters in P2W. And uh, what is it? Trade for what's T four V stand for? I forget. That's the villain side uh, one. Right. Transact for. for victory. Transact for vic. Uh, got it. Instead <laughs> of pay to win. Sure. Those villains are so creative. <clears throat> Praetorians. Van- ah, sorry, my bad. The Vanguard MDC can now be used while temporary powers are disabled, like all other accolades. The following day job powers were not disabling when disabled temp mode was active. Analysts teleporter, frequent clubber, and invigorate. What? A chat is basically continuing a discussion about Rich's um, digestive... Well, that's what yeah. we're here for, to talk about Rich's right. poop. <laughs> And there's intertubes and entering and exiting and fiber train rich. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kyle. Sorry, I I don't know why I did that voice. (laughs) Poop, rich, Cartman. I don't know. It's there. It's just all flows. (laughs) Rich, my work is done here. (laughs) There it is. Now you guys know what Rich lives for. When's the plumber day job, Timberwolf asks. Rich will be the first to get it. Okay, let's see. Back to the patch notes. Critters. 
The boss version of Minotaur Cyclops, regular and incarnate, no longer ignores rank reduction to lieutenant under the no bosses difficulty setting. <clears throat> the AU Rifter's dimensional distortion now has a minimum range of five to prevent dragging players already in melee past them. They fixed a spawn issue where certain high-level Kray spawns could spawn low-level lieutenants. And for tasks, let's see. The freakish lab of Dr. Vazalok should no longer get stuck after reading, after leading Pierce to the computer in the sewers in Mission 3. Yes, that was so frustrating. <laughs> Do you guys remember when we did that? That was so frustrating. We walked that map like four times. We, I think we even logged out and logged back in and that just would not progress. And then Taxi, I think it was Taxi that reminded us, hey, we're on beta, we can just end complete mission. And it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that power is just not easy to remember that you have. Yeah. So that's fixed now though. So uh, Graveyard Shift, defeating Cortex should now grant defeat credit and count towards the Epidemiologist badge. For Cavern of Tri Transcendence, the chance <laughs> the chance of an encounter to detach and chase players has been lowered to 0.25% times obelisks clicked times players on map. Uh, the fifth column task for what was so that doesn't that didn't fix or did that cause the current bug where we get waves and waves and waves? Right, that's, remember, it Chooch? fixes the current just, bug. Right, exactly. Well, this Zerg was from November 30th. Yeah, these are November 30th notes. Gotcha. So on um, November 30th, they did this patch test. And since then, I I don't know if that's what broke the current transcendence trial where you get just like waves <clears throat> and waves and waves. Rich says that will be in the next, that fix will the be in the next patch. So they're still- Did this patch break this though? Like this wasn't a problem before because we've run transcendence before. Right, yeah. Yeah, I can't oh, remember if it was see. this patch or the last patch that they, they made. I thought it was this patch that they made all the changes. Well, no. But, Currently, well, the yeah, variable but... is 1.0, so they're going to reduce it by a quarter. Because those, I mean, we ran it since we found out about that bug with with all those uh, <clears throat> crazy waves of, of mm -hmm. ambushes. And it was, it was nuts. It was really fun. But we, yeah. had, we got the Magmite Lord badge or the Magma Lord badge, so I was all excited. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah it's currently it one, has... and it'll it'll change to 0.25. Because the volcanic yeah, these patch notes are saying they already changed it. So right, I'm, I mean, I'm just they 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 may think that they fixed they on the 30th. I think they thought they fixed right. it, but it isn't, <laughs> and so we we can still play it now. So if you need the Magma Lord badge, the volcanic badge, go play it, you guys, because it'll <laughs> you'll get it in no time. But take some wakeies too. For Dr. Aeon Strike Force, uh, let's see, Malicious now properly notes that it disables super inspirations in the help text. Uh, Becky now does not become a follower until the final dialogue option is completed in Mission 1. Emperor Requiem is now much larger, making him easier to target in a crowd. They fixed errors preventing the devouring Earth hordes from congregating <clears throat> on the locations of the giant monsters in Ripple 2 of Mission 5, where they hit 75, when they hit 75% health. And uh, let's see, Betty, uh, Battle Becky now flies during the escort in Mission 7 to make that whole thing easier. They adjusted <laughs> the room, huh? Battle Something? Becky flying was awesome. <laughs> 
I am all yeah. about Battle Becky. Yeah, Battle Becky is awesome. Train. Oh my god, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a neat uh, little detail on her uh, on her booty too, though, doesn't she? Isn't she got a little <laughs> a little flare on her hind? I don't parts? recall that. I'm going to have to run and it again. I think she learn. did. I'm pretty sure she did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm 99.9% sure, but you know, pff, don't trust my memory ever, so... Also adjusted the room that King Midas is fought in order to pre- to prevent some issues where his ripple singularity could hit players from unexpected locations. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> King Midas's ripple singularity damage increased by 50%. And uh, that's it for the patch notes. Uh, we did want to, I did want to also add uh, that the December, um, the December uh, developers' choice arcs in uh, Architect Entertainment have been announced. Uh, Game Master says, first of all, as always, we thoroughly enjoy all the content you guys are creating. We really enjoy playing through all of them and seeing all the creative stories you guys come up with. Having said that, we've selected some more story arcs that we really enjoyed. This month, a couple, not all, of our selections have less of an emphasis on combat and more on storytelling. We hope you enjoy these stories as much as as we did. And the authors receive a thousand reward merits and a golden title. Nice. Which, you know, that's that's pretty nice, y'all. That's pretty nice. Uh, let's see. The first one is called The Storyteller, Sabrina's Tale. Uh, it's ARC ID 14388, that created by Redbone1. It's got four missions. The description is, reading a story is one thing, watching is another, but to relive it, that is something else entirely. The storyteller invites you to live through one of his tales in which we see sometimes superpower, superpowers can't make the world right. Uh, second one is Death Eternal, D-E-T-H, Eternal, Arc ID 43772, created by Defeat All Snakes. <laughs> I agree, <laughs> Defeat All the Snakes. Four missions, the description is, Okay, moron, I made you a holo- a hollow video game thing. Are you bad enough, Death Slayer, to rip and, sorry, I'm having trouble with this, like, uh, tiny, tiny text. Let me enlarge it. <clears throat> Are you bad enough, Death Slayer, to rip and tear your way through an army of demons that literally came from hell? P.S. I'm totally going to laugh if you die in this. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's a not-so-serious kind of story. And then the Cassini Division is the third one. Arc ID 37104, created by Darmian, D-A-R-M-I-A-N, five missions. The description, Praetor Sinclair has formed a dedicated unit, the Cassini Division to track down rogue powers division and resistance members who cross to primal earth. Your treachery must be punished and their hidden benefactors found and dealt with. So yeah, that's that's the three. And there's, there is a thread on the forums if you want to give feedback to the devs on what you think about it, because they do ask. So that's Very that's cool. it for me. That's it, baby. It's it's tag. <coughs> tag. I'm at. <laughs> Woohoo! Anything from the from the chat? <laughs> Thank you very much. That was very cool. Um, uh, no, no, not since Becca. <laughs> oh, <laughs> game time with God about the emperor getting bigger. He's been downing those new donuts. <laughs> <laughs> By the nine, since they don't have a dozen. <laughs> 
taxi hot mess express is on her back and a heart it's the best that's right (laughs) so that's becky's secrets (laughs) nice That will bring us to our main topic, which is a sunset to score. Mm. The servers went down, and eight years later, there was score. But what is it? What does it mean across the different servers? And who's developing Homecoming? Um, score uh, stands for Secret Cabal of Reverse Engineers and was the code name for a private server that was stood up uh, sometime after the official, um, I guess, uh, you know, within a couple of years, after the official servers shut down, the server ran in secret for about six years before being exposed. And uh, we covered a bit about how that had all gone down on um, the City of Heroes podcast uh, special episode 13 in 2019. Um, we kind of went into... The people involved and the uh, how it was exposed and all that. It was a very exciting time. <laughs> I think so. Um, <laughs> it was hurry up and record. We got to get back to playing quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Immediately downloaded the code, got it running mm-hmm. so <laughs> we could play again. Yeah. And then all the mad scramble for the public servers. Or yeah. we still call them private servers, but they're really open to the public. I guess you have to do a... Uh, a, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what makes them private. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you have to create an account, but you have to do that for any game. I don't know. We still call them private servers because you know they're not live, they're not official or you know commercialized. I guess you should, should say or run by <clears throat> corporations that have like you know a data center and such. I think it kind of helps manage expectations of people. It's mm-hmm. private, you guys. It might go down. We don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get so, paid for this. Right. Here's the breakdown of what breakdown of what the current versions are. Um, different private servers run different code bases. So we've got I24, issue 24, was the version NCSoft had on the uh, the test server, the beta server, before they shut down. Um, at the time, issue 23 was the actual live version. So issue 23 was the official last live sunset. A lot of people call it sunset um, when they, they shut down. I-25 is the private server version known as SCORE or known as Leandro's server. Leandro is who uh, made all this happen. Uh, This is the code that was modified from I-24 and run by Leandro on his infamous private server. So that's they were running for about six years. It's more or less frozen now. There's not going to be any changes or updates uh, from the homecoming team because they've, they've, well, they've moved on. So that's uh, I-25. I-25 Volume 2 is, uh, people refer to it as the open source version. Um, It's not true open source because, as we all know, it's the the intellectual property of NCSoft. Um, But it's also known as Project Ouroboros, and it's maintained by the OroDev team. Uh, The team went through and sanitized a lot of the code, meaning they took out... um, uh, they took out anything that would identify the, the developer who originally leaked it, basically. Um, so they obfuscated that, and they did a whole bunch of cleanup and a huge modernization sweep to make it compatible with current 
compilers and software development stuff. So um, it would be easier to work on moving forward. And this is the version that most servers, uh, most private servers are, are running. Um, they're working on expanding it moving forward. Expected we'll see new power sets, we'll see new archetypes and missions. Uh, the kind of delay there is every server is developing their own new costume parts and missions and, you know, and everything. So um, some of them do give back to Orodev and, uh, and share in that way. Um, I totally got lost in my nose. <laughs> Expanded. So yeah, that's the code that most servers are using. Um, Expanded with their own tweaks. The biggest exception, of course, is Homecoming. Homecoming took their i25 and quickly evolved it to i26. And that's what they called it going forward. Um, and it has been expanded with pages. So you have an issue and then a page. Currently at issue 27, page three, uh, which we discussed, page three was uh, launched you know, a couple weeks ago. So that's what we discussed in the last episode. It was, I-26 was almost identical to I-25. Um, it's really just them consolidating and, you know, setting a place to move forward from. The homecoming team, they have some really amazingly talented programmers and artists and writers. Yeah, I mean, all of us have been blown away by what they did with Dr. Aeon and they keep adding all these new costume things and all that. Um, and they've, um, they've maintained the biggest player base <clears throat> But they have had a lot of conflicts with the other private server operators, um, which seems mostly to be around them not say, sharing uh, with everybody else and uh, keeping all the changes to themselves. I don't know anything about internals or, you know, that's just the stuff that I hear and see. Um, I don't have, you know, any inside information about that. <laughs> um, so those were, those are the current versions out there. <clears throat> the two predominant being, like I said, Issue 25, Volume 2 from Orodev, and then I-27 on Homecoming. So that, But that covers everything from when the servers went down in 2012 to the changes that are made so far. Right. And of course, they're doing more development on pretty much all the servers, it looks like. Mm -hmm. They're all doing different things. They've all got different flavors and things like that. But the good news is that for whatever reason, you know, uh, Kyle says, I think the servers will be okay not to be too mean to NCSoft, but they seem so disinterested in the franchise, but very thankful for the people mm -hmm. who helped bring it back. True heroes. Amen. You know, right now, uh, NCSoft is letting this happen, which is why, you know, it's kind of strike while the iron's hot. We're playing while we can mm -hmm. and um, enjoying it as much as we can. And the people that have the servers up are seriously enjoying making new content. And that is just a delight for all of us that get to play yeah. it. <laughs> for real. I don't know that they're disinterested because I did read that like in 2019 or something that they re-upped re, uh, re on their IP, there was talk of a movie or another game or something like mm -hmm. that. There's been different things talked about. But for right now, they just seem... They seem to be fine with keeping the players hooked on the game. It really only pays pays off for them in the future if they can keep us hooked and wanting to play and, and experience the content that they come up with. Yeah. 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 Hey, Grab. Welcome. Hey, Welcome. So, um, did we have any other news? 
Well, yeah, there was more. The, so that that is going over what the the versions are. Um, I was cool. going to discuss a bit of what actually changed between Sunset and oh, I-25. Yes, please do. Please um, do. <clears throat> there are 80 pages of consolidated patch notes <laughs> from Sunset to I-25. Eight zero. So we're definitely not going to go into details <laughs> or directly mention all of the changes. The score team had been modifying the game for about six years, so a lot changed. Uh, most modifications are quality of life, meaning they reduce repetitive or tedious actions and modify things to accommodate much smaller player populations. Since you're not going to have leagues and big teams, the uh, score server at the time um, it was it was uh, made public had about 300 people playing on it. So, you know, that's a pretty low population server. Um, the, uh, so yeah, so um, accommodating smaller player op- populations, the biggest example is, you know, removing the requirements for most task forces and strike forces. So you can have smaller teams than what was originally required. Making things like um, simultaneous glowy clicks, getting rid of that so you can click them one at a time, so you can solo, that sort of thing. Uh, the other really major crucial. Theme, yeah. The other major theme is expanding character customization by unlocking items and powers and options that were restricted to certain factions or archetypes and making them available to everybody. So breaking open that customization, which is you know one of the things we all really love that drew so many people to the games, how, uh, how, how expansive the customization is. So I-25, they had codenamed it Unbroken Spirit. The title references the community's strength to persevere beyond the official shutdown of the game. It was based on the I-24 code that was uh, running on the beta server at the time of shutdown. They brought the new archetype, the Sentinels, were developed for I-25. The Sentinel archetype. Yay, they're fun to play. Yeah. (laughs) A ranged combatant with moderate protective power and protection from control effects. The creation of this archetype began as a proof of concept for designing new powers and power set combinations. Um, Warshade and Peacebringer powers, they made them customizable for human forms. There is a a no-bubble theme that that, uh, removes the big bubble from the toggles that have it. For new builds or characters that have not taken the shapeshifts in their builds yet, the shapeshift attacks are now part of the main power sets, not the inherent power sets. Energy Light, Combat Flight, Shadow Step, and Shadow Recall were all customizable now and part of the secondary aura sets. Um, With uh, Warshade Powers, the power proliferation between the forms, so the Tier 1 attack of offensive sets could be used while in Dwarf form at a reduced range to give Dwarf form a new attack to fill the gaps in their chains, and the T2 attack of the offensive sets could be used while in Nova form at a higher recharge and for more damage, slightly help with Nova form single target damage. The shapeshift tray, an option to hide the extra power tray that opens up while in Nova form, um, has been added at Null the Goal and expanded for like um, now that flight has you know afterburner all the different travels have those that bar opens up you can use that to get rid of that too <clears throat> um, and I gotta say when we jumped into homecoming and uh, when I started leveling up my my Keldian Dees Nictus <laughs> I really like the changes 
made it <clears throat> really a blast to play. Um, Chaldeans and soldiers of Arachnos could now be created with any origin. And they created the uh, power sets, atomic manipulation, ninja training, radiation armor, radiation melee, radioactive assault, tactical arrow, and temporal manipulation. Um, some of these, uh, you know, we got hits and misses, of course. I've tried out a bunch of these. I really like uh, temporal manipulation. Um, I like, uh, I love the uh, radiation melee and armor. Those are fun. I don't know that I've done, I've never, never done ninja. Something off to try. They did uh, extensive power set proliferation, meaning they started expanding power sets from their core archetypes to other archetypes for the ultimate character customization. They created new IO sets. I'm not going to list them because there's a lot. Uh, <laughs> numerous fixes of quality of life changes to maps and zones. Uh, they added the new zone Callisti Wharf, which nobody ever goes to. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be, I'm sure there's going to be, that's going to be the place where we get a lot of new content. And, uh, uh, they had designed it as a, I guess, as a meeting zone. Yeah, both heroes and villains can go there. Mm -hmm. and, and Praetorians, yeah. Yeah, everybody, everybody can gather there. There is a, there's the one trial there that's the only time I ever see folks there for it. Is it, um, I think it's, is that the Market Crash one that's in Callisti Wharf? I think so. I can't remember, but yeah, there's, that's literally the only time I see folks there unless they're, you know, getting exploration badges. <laughs> plaques. Yeah. Market crash, Rich says. <clears throat> cool. Uh, new costume options, costume pieces from some enemy groups were unlocked for players. New costume pieces have been added. Uh, things like uh, two-tone hair variations. And what they've uh, been expanding more now is some gender-locked items being unlocked for other genders, um, which we know the game has three genders, male, female, and huge. <laughs> um, they have done extensive changes to supergroup bases, um, obviously mm. making everything free. They got rid of having to do go into supergroup mode and have the uh, prestige and all that. Or unlock the exploration badges like you used to have to do. Yeah, for the to beacons, get the teleporters yeah. mm -hmm. or beacons. Sorry. Yeah, everything's totally unlocked. Um, new supergroups have bases by default. There's no need to get a base permit. Praetorians can be invited to supergroups even before they leave Pretoria. All items in a base except storage can be used by visitors who do not belong to the supergroup. Numerous items were added to the base editor, many adapted from various maps, map instances, but also custom-made items have been created by members of the community. Um, there's thousands of items. <laughs> and as we know now, the last patch, they've released, what, another 400 and something. Um, basic telepad can now yeah. attach to 10 teleport beacons. They added the teleport points tab that contains 10 invisible objects that can be spread around the base to act as teleporter destinations, which Daisy uses to amazing effect <laughs> with her bases yeah, and her haunted house time. and behind the scenes. Uh, there's new badges. They added a lot of new badges. Uh, modified the requirements for several badges that were only available for Praetorian-born 
or primal born heroes so they can be earned by the other sides. Uh, veteran levels. This is the new name for leveling up after 50. You can check your current vet level in your info window previously. Uh, it used to be at the city info terminal kiosks only under character. And they grant the veteran badges. Um, also a second set of hidden badges with Empyrean rewards front loaded to allow characters to get all their T3s with nine veteran levels, which uh, was down from 12. All their T4s with 48 veteran levels, which was down from 57. The Empyreans are tied to badges and no longer drop on every single level. Um, so 48 vet levels. And I've heard now a lot of people can do all their t Tier 4s by about, I think it's the 30-something, 30 33rd vet level or something like that. So that it's clearly right. been reduced even further. <laughs> been some minor quality of life for the multiple builds feature you can now rename your active build while on the cooldown timer that used to prevent build switching or still does prevent build switching the active build uh, active build name will be displayed on the countdown page the cooldown timer for switching between builds was reduced to 60 seconds uh, you will need to recharge all your powers after switching a build, which is a bummer, but understandable. <laughs> you can switch your build anywhere by using the command line slash select underscore build and give it a number, one, two, or three. And they added another kind of controversial, the cell shader. Some people love mm. it, some people hate it. <laughs> a comic book look has been added that can be toggled on and off with the command slash cell shader zero or one. The cell shader now has customizable options to tweak its look. It can be found under graphic settings slash experimental options. Um, so it's the one that makes it look like, you know, Champions Online. Um, I personally don't really care for it. <laughs> Mostly because it takes um, different things where there's like grad gradations and blends and it posturizes them, giving them hard edges. And um, some people absolutely love it because it you know, looks like more like a comic book. Yeah, I really like it. I really, really do. I don't play with it on, but I really, really love it. Um, I think Greb, I think Greb Blaja is the only person I've seen that streams yeah. with that on. I really love watching his stream for that. But, you know, I you weren't into comic books and I was. So that makes true. sense, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Different strokes, man. Right. Uh, There's actually just a couple more here. The P2W vendor sells VIP rewards and microtransaction stuff for free or for influence. So that's the things like Double XP, Ninja Run, Mystic Fortune, Jetpacks, Vanity Pets, and all that stuff. It's just a way of life now. It's like, the for me, first, first stop every time I create a new character is P2W. Yeah. <laughs> Mission difficulty settings are accessible from anywhere via the menu. You used to have to go to a field analyst to get change that. That's so much easier to just be able to click down by your little chat bubble. Mm -hmm. Some power sets that were in beta or only speculated, such as Radiation Melee and Radiation Armor, were finished and added to the game. Um, and later on, we got some others like Savage Melee. And, um, and that's it. That is six years of patch notes condensed into 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> we've covered the current version of Homecoming 
And the future episodes, we will fill in these the gaps um, with what the major changes were from issue 18 to 23, which is when we stopped broadcasting and then when it went sunset, as well as the I-26 through I-27, page two on Homecoming. There's been so many changes since, um, since they released that I-26. And yeah, next episode, we're going to discuss the essentials, travel power changes, and tools like video maps. I'm pretty excited. Those about. are essential. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, travel, quick travel, um, has changed so much in the game. So we want to kind of go over that. Improved. I would say improved. improved. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Were you uh, watching on the chats? I just blew through stuff. I didn't hardly stop. <laughs> it's it, Mainly folks were just listening. Um, Dahl did uh, point out that uh, as far as Callisti Wharf, the role players occasionally make use of some of the fancier buildings. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And that the uh, huge scale size appears to be locked to, to males still. Ah, bummer. Yeah, woohoo! That's true. Yeah, it would be great if they would release more faces and model parts. Yeah, Dahl says made it far less grindy for those who don't have a lot of time to play. And uh, game time with Kyle says it's nice to zip around these places much quicker. I totally agree. Um, yeah, the 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 traditional thing where they make people invest a certain amount of time and just getting from place to place. I understand why they do it, but I'm glad that we don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Dahl says, at least the last huge I made, the choices seem to be male. They did add more faces. According to Taxi, interesting. I'm going to see if I can do that right now. I'm really curious to see if I can just create a huge female body type, because that's something that... We've been asking for for a while. Why do all the chicks have to be skinny and hot? Why can't we have a fatty? You know, like, why can't we yeah. have a big girl? Let's right? see. I'm Very sorry well. if the word fatty offends anybody. That's what I call myself. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> nothing personal. It's my shorthand. Um, <laughs> I did also, let's see, female. Heavy. Wait, no. Yep. Huge is just male. Mm, yeah. It's, yeah, male, female, or huge, which definitely is male. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get some body positivity going in here. Because I've done the larger, um, you know, you can scale the body size up bigger. It's, <clears throat> it's such a customizable thing. Um, the way you can make your nose this big or your boobs this big or this small you know and that kind of thing and i think it's interesting that the boobs don't you can't have like a young they all have boobs you can't get it like i tried to make a young like a, a middle school aged character and i couldn't because she already had boobs and it's like Meh. and so you can't have not non-boobs or small 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 boobs and you can't have a full-size huge female body type and I totally get it, but like if they 
aren't going to offer those, then they need to fix the costume items because mm -hmm. when you do the bigger slider, the, if, when you slide it all over to the side to get the largest size that you can get on a female, nothing fits correctly. Everything looks, the clothing doesn't sit in any kind of a proper way. And it's yeah. not all items, but the ones that I like, the costumes don't fit right on it. So it's like, whatever, fine. I'll be the cookie cutter that y'all need. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But I think, um, let's see, I did want to make an announcement, though, because I, I uh, have been working behind the scenes ever since we did that, uh, that team up with Dithok and um, Doll and folks from the Dollhouse Discord, which, uh, Chooch, could you put that, um, or maybe Doll, if you can put a link, I grant thee permission to post a link in the chat to the Doll Dis the Dollhouse Discord. Um, she's created a really, or they have created a really cool community over there. Uh, but we did the Aeon Strike Force with some of their folks and uh, with Dithok as well. Dithok is a fellow streamer of ours. And uh, so there's been a need, I think, for myself and I think for others that I've heard voice that, uh, you know, you want to do the incarnate trials. The eight, there's eight incarnate trials. They are very intimidating. Chooch, she got deleted. Can you permit yeah, that? Yeah, I saw, yeah. Thanks. Um, <clears throat> but um, so what Dithok and I are going to do, we've kind of teamed up. He knows the strategy and he knows how to do it successfully. So we're going to do it together. I'm going to read all of the text so that people that have never read it or paid attention to why they're doing what they're doing, uh, they can learn the story, you know, the lore of it. And um, because that's been a real problem for me as I've joined pickup groups and they all want to do it as quick as possible. I have no idea what's going on, you guys. I stand where they tell me to stand. I click on the things they tell me to click. And to be honest, I don't even remember that I've done them before. I literally joined a group to get some badges on an incarnate trial that I hadn't done before. And I get in there and I didn't get any badges because guess what? I had done it before. I just didn't know it because it was just like, just so fast. No explanation, no knowledge. So we're going to team up together and we're going to do that. And that is going to be December 18th at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, and that will be, um, it'll be at my Twitch channel, which hopefully Chooch can drop that in the chat for me. And uh, so we are going to be recruiting for that. Um, let me see if I have any other notes for that that I just kind of ran through. Um, yes, December 18th. And this is going to be part one because there are eight trials. We're going to do the first three. The first three uh, are the behavioral adjustment facility and Lambda sector and the Keys Island reactor trial. Of the probably six or so of those trials that I've run, the only one I remember is the bath trial, the behavior adjustment facility. It's probably the easiest, the quickest, the least traumatizing if you don't know what's going on and um we'll explain it uh Dithok is working on pot menus and all kinds of things that i don't know anything about <laughs> <laughs> so that we can give you guys a good a good education on what you want to do what you want to look for as far as how stuff is slotted um let's see and uh, let me be clear, I'm not knocking folks that do the speed trials to get those badges. The community relies on you. It's necessary. Mm -hmm. We need you. But there are a lot of people 
that are hesitant to join those because they don't want to look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to be standing really... in the wrong place and fail it for a whole league of players. It's so confusing. So, you got people barking out orders and you don't really know why you're doing anything. And Yeah. 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 It, I just remember always being like, yay, badges, but not like having any sense of accomplishment for it. Um, and so again, yeah, that'll be on uh, my Twitch stream next Saturday, December 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern. And if you're interested in joining along, uh, we do need some folks. Uh, you will need to bring for this first part one, you need a level 50 and that's it. You need to be on Excelsior and you need to have a level 50. You don't have to have any of your incarnate stuff slotted. Uh, we can talk about that later, you know, on, but it's not necessary for this, Dithok says, and I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, transferring, a lot of people are scared of transferring characters. You get five transfers a week, so you can transfer them and transfer them back. Um, and the only real danger, well, if you have like, what is it? If you're doing um, all the alignment missions, you'll lose progress if you've done your four or five alignment missions. And um, the name could be taken on the destination server. So if you go over to the destination first and type in to check if the name's taken and then make up a and it holds that for a period of time. So if, it, it is, if it's available, you have to type in some gibberish or something and check again so it'll, it'll unhold it and then go to your transfer and uh, you'll be safe and good to go. And we've got an SG we'll invite you to on the other end so you can teleport around and stuff. I'm going to turn my uh, camera off so I can get the other stream going because we've yeah, got yeah. our game time starting up shortly. That's right. So, so gonna... uh, let me see. How do I do this, you guys? <laughs> my voice is still here. You don't have to look right? at my, my snap lens anymore, Should though. I say... <laughs> Should I? Left on. So again, we will be playing, we're going to be starting up our game time very shortly, and uh, we will be uh, playing tonight for a couple of hours with Rich and mm -hmm. our good friend Trauma Train Rich. And uh, then we will be back on Wednesday night with our uh, Wednesday night game stream on the Vivid Muse channel, and that is uh, at 5.30 Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked Wednesdays then, where we play villains. And that's Wicked Wednesday. Yeah, we play villain side, all red con all red side content. And then of course December eighteenth is what we're talking about now, where we'll be running part one of the incarnate trial instructional with Dithok. <laughs> really hope you can make it. Everybody. I know Dahl will be there. Dahl and I think Rich have yeah. already agreed to both participate. So that should yeah. be lots of fun. Both uh, did shout outs in the chat. Looking forward to it for sure. Um, oh, doll. <laughs> Viv yeah. went into superior invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> I am an illusion controller. <laughs> Timberwolf, I remember Vico Viv. Pepperidge Farms <laughs> remembers. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> yeah, I just re-listened to that episode. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And doll reminds me for transferring characters, supergroup bases, make sure you are not the only character in the SG base when you transfer servers because right. you leave a supergroup base since they are specific shard to shard. Um, so make sure and there's another character. next on the character. list gets made leader. Yeah. yeah. Whoever's the next highest rank on the list gets made leader. So make sure you've got an alt in there to invite yourself back. 
um, or yep. friendly friends. <laughs> uh, Rich says he will participate in the Incarnate Trials Ooh. instructional next weekend. Yay! I had no doubt. <laughs> so, Should be a lot of fun, though, you guys, with Dithok and Doll and Rich and us as a start. It'll be giggles aplenty. I right? think Taxi said that she won't be able to make up. We will miss her. I was going to try to recruit her next. Mm. We'll get her next um, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Christmas dinners are important. I definitely agree. So I think that's probably it for tonight, right? Jeesh. Yeah, I think that's it for tonight. I'm going to roll those wonderful end credits, and um, and then we're going to raid Viv's channel for some heroey teaming goodness. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, everybody in the chat. It's uh, so. I said it last time. I'll probably say it every time. It's just so much more fun to have people uh, feeding back on, you know, what we're talking about. Roll that beautiful bean footage, says doll. <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh, make sure I have all of my clicky clacky things here in order. So thank you. And uh, we will catch you next time. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or Homecoming Servers. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes.